Welcome, Welcome to, to Art with <laughs> Fiona Verity. Say it again. Fiona. No. Fiona Verity. And Julie Nicholson. Welcome to episode five of Art. And thanks for listening. This week we have interviewed the fantastic abstract artist Jan Cristaldo who has kindly um, talked to us about her art practice and how she markets herself and given Julie and I some fabulous advice on um, how to walk to how to work towards a solo show. Um, thank you so much, Jan, uh, for all your wise words. Um, have a listen and don't forget to check out the show notes um, where we've got some links for all the things that were mentioned. Yes, we'll have, to, we'll have to enunciate and use our vowels. Well, seeing it's about promotion, of course we'll speak louder. Exactly, exactly, Jan. Well, thank you, Jan, for agreeing to talk to us. You're very kind. Ah, my pleasure. So, we thought we could kick off, Jan, with yeah. um, why... Well, I was always interested in art, particularly abstract art, as a child. So it's always been a passion of mine, and I wanted to be a commercial artist, but I left school in the dark ages when I was 17, and I was deemed a bit too old, and they didn't want to pay me that extra few uh, shillings more. So I went into dress designing and um, worked in bridal wear designing and so forth for about five years. But I always drew, I always, it was always there with me. And oh, it, was, wow. it wasn't until that when my three kids went to high school that I became a little bit more serious and did a colour and design course for three years. And then I thought about university and didn't think about university and then decided I would source artists that I really admired and workshops with them and, yeah, it, it stemmed from there and now I run my own workshops. That's brilliant. Uh, who, who did you go? Can you remember who you went on your first workshop with, Jan? Uh, I did. It was one of the first people was Terry Butterworth. She yes. Now up at Cobb Harbour. Um, uh, I've done workshops with Ibis Murphy, Luke Sabiris. Um, Lucky you. Lovely oh, Luke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all love Luke. Moving along. <laughs> where, where did you do your colour and design course? I did it through the School of Colour and Design. Um, but not at the Rocks. Uh, they had a branch that moved away when um, the tram shed was functioning as a learning centre. Yeah. And did it there, which was a lot more convenient than trying to get into the Rocks and plants, etc. But I underestimated the homework they gave you. It was massive. And you did have to keep on top of it. So three years, it was pretty full on. 
Wow. That's wonderful. <laughs> Held me in good stead, I think. So yeah. do, you think, do you think a mixture of, of formal education and workshops and sort of picking and choosing your way through is probably the way to go? Like maybe you don't have to go for a three-year degree. Um, you know, you can still learn as much from just picking and choosing different tutors and, and places to study. Yes, look, I, I think that depends on the individual and it yeah. certainly worked for me because I was really, I, I was of the mindset if I didn't have a degree after my name as an artist, I really wasn't serious. Yeah. And yeah. then it actually took Terry Butterworth to say to me, you will hate it. You're, you're sort of much further down the track. If you start yeah. university, yeah. you'll have to start at square one and it'll do your head in. Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting. It was just like waiting for someone to give me permission to yeah. say, you don't have to go to university. You don't have a degree. And I'm very thankful for her for setting me straight because it certainly worked for me. Yeah, I think yeah. that's... that's um, a question that a lot of people toy with if they are pursuing an art career and they don't have a, a BA in fine art. Um, but I think if you've got a good discipline to your practice, I think you you don't need to go to university. Yeah, um, and, and you, particularly as an, as an older artist. A mature well, student, know, a mature thank, student. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm not in my 20s. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's got to wait and then it will all fall into place. So for me, it worked very well. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So we obviously can't really not mention what's going on at the moment with the, the isolation, the lockdown, the coronavirus. Me and Fee were talking about it today that we're finding it quite hard to keep ourselves motivated to paint. We're being quite creative with our kids because obviously we're homeschooling them at the moment or helping them. Or, or, they're, or they're homeschooling me, in my yeah, case. Yeah, which is very <laughs> painful. Yeah. So how, how do you keep yourself motivated? Maybe not just through these times, but in past times when you found it hard. Um, look, I've always found it very easy to mo motivate myself. And I, I don't know whether that comes from... I'm an only child. So oh, I didn't I'm, know that, Jan. I would never have yes, said you're an only child. Yep, all, all alone. Oh. <laughs> I knew you were spoiled, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> but I've always been able to read on my own, create on my own. Um, and, and I've always, you know, I like to get up in the morning to a routine, and that hasn't changed. Like, I'm... Yeah, I I think that that's really important, Jan. I I think that routine possibly is the thing that will save yeah. save all of us at the moment. And whether it's um, a new routine, um, or whether it's trying to stick a little bit to what you were doing, I think that that will help. But Julie and I are both finding we're going into the studio like we normally would, and we're going a bit. Oof, I don't know. I feel almost. I feel like I am being a little bit, um, you know, head in the sand. If I think I can just continue as normal, 
Um, and also, I think a lot of people are turning to creativity in these, these times, but because we all have a regular creative practice, I almost feel a bit like um, overwhelmed. I don't know. It's just, I feel it's a bit facetious. because we've got the kids at home. I said it's a bit like school holidays. It's so hard when you've got kids interrupting you every two seconds. I think it's yeah. just hard to get a flow going, that's all. Yeah, I think maybe <laughs> yeah. a lock on the door, Julie, is going to be the answer. Yeah, <laughs> lock, lock ourselves into our studios as opposed to lock well, the door. I think the thing is too, you know, and it, it is, it's easy for me to say my, my children are all grown up with their own children dealing with the same things that, you know, yes. you are. Yeah, you've but probably got loads of time, Jan. You've got no nonna I'm, time going I'm on. I'm swanning around doing nothing. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Not really. Right. But, uh, you know, the day seems to go very quickly. But I think if I can say this, when you go into your studio, actually start something. Really mm. get your teeth into it and and make it happen because I think once you start doing that, it, it does become a little bit easier. The routine changes. It's a little bit different for all yeah. of us. But, um, you know, that creating, that uh, creativity is still wanting to come out. And uh, yeah, so that's I, right. I think it's important. Yeah, so maybe you might set, set something up so that you can literally just come in and go for it as opposed to... Yeah, like, and look, at the moment, I could operate in my studio. It is so sparkling. Yes. <laughs> it, uh, I can't clean it anymore. And also, I am due to have an exhibition in October, towards the end of October. So, you know, fingers crossed that will still happen, but if not, it will happen at a later date. So, I do have a focus yes so yeah so speaking of that exhibition Jan how do you plan for an exhibition so normally how far out are you planning oh look um I usually do a big solo exhibition about every two years yeah so So it it is it's a good well over 12 months preparation and planning for it yes so and when you put together your proposal do you have in mind um what you're going to um, show? So do you have a title or do you have a what? How do you plan I, your show? I well, when you put in your proposal, they send you all the the form work and you follow that. But usually, I will have a title. It's um, like, for example, I've uh, the next exhibition is just going to be called Jan Cristoto Abstract Work, which mm. allows me the freedom to have. Um, different types of work there from places that I've been. And, sure. Uh, uh, normally I, I do have a title. I've, I've had one called Nomadic. I've had one called Under the Same Moon. Um, and usually they're themed. Um, you know, it's nice to have a little bit of a flow through and not hickledy-hickledy. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. ha- and and with your um, work, Jan, you work quite large. Um, do yeah. you um, have a format that you enjoy working on, uh, like a size? You know, a lot of your uh, paintings are off square, I'd say. Or? They're, they're square. Yeah. yeah. yeah which- Everyone says, oh, for working in the landscape, that's a little unusual because you think you'd be working yes, in landscape. landscape, yeah. But I love squares yeah. and particularly big ones. Yeah. And for this next body of work, I am working on larger, larger canvases. Okay. Um, 
a lot of those works that I'm working on have been uh, from uh, Central Australia and the outback, and because that's so massive out there, I, I want to have that impact of yeah. big, bold paintings. Yeah. Um, and how do you how do you get yourself back there when you're in your studio? What sort of um, things do you use for triggers to um, do you listen well, to music and do you look at photographs or drawings or yeah like I, I love music but I don't always necessarily have to have it playing if I really want to get motivated then you you know you get some upbeat music happening and yeah. then that's fine but when what I work from are my drawings and gouache paintings from when I've been out doing the uh, plein air yeah. and uh, they're like my photos so sure. yeah. I work from them and then zoom in on a small area of those and uh, you know just enlarge it so that and sort of helps you to start and then your yes. your is your practice quite intuitive you just let the painting talk to you or uh, it, it is it is and sometimes I will refer back to that particular painting I've done painted outside but you know, it's all in all in your mind. You yeah, know, absolutely. You're, you're I think really well, I, I, there's um, there we as humans, I think, haven't really begun to unleash half of what we we could with our minds. So right. absolutely, and especially. And it's, wonderful, it, it's wonderful when that happens when you come upon something that makes you look and think a different way, and it's like oh. Wow! How how amazing! Yeah, is that? absolutely. Why, did, why didn't I know that before? So to speak. Absolutely. So, how would you plan your marketing campaign for a show? So, you've got one coming up in October. So, are you already starting to work on that? What I, would you I say? Am, and it's just a little bit different. Yes. Well, you obviously you've got challenges. Yes. So, I have to really sort of in many ways wait and see if we're going ahead in October. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit challenging, but, you know, we'll work around that. But I work out what um, marketing strategies I would like to use. I use for in this area, Pitboard of Life, because that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, they always, um, always take out advertising, so they give me a wonderful blurb to go with it. Yeah. Um, I go into the Look magazine. Um, I'm looking at artist profile at the moment. Um, Willoughby Council, of course, advertises for you as well, which is yep. fantastic. I also do sort of the, the hard copies where I I will do a, a drop around. I'll take two days and I'll drop them in so, libraries. Ah, so you, yeah, so you, so do you think it's very important to have a, um, a good, strong, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, not not an invitation, but a like a poster, like a um... yeah, uh, definitely, yeah, definitely. And I do do the invitations, and yeah. um, you know, because it's something about having something in your hand as a reminder. And I also, you know, social media. That's that's fantastic. That's that's a really really big thing. So um, I don't. Once upon a time, I used to, you know, by the old. Um, Postal standards send out the the invitations. Yes. But I don't, but now it's all social media and uh, email. Okay. Uh, e invites. And did you? So, so you invite previous um, customers and various. Yes, I've I've got my um, own mailing list and um, 
the art shop at Mona Vale. They're great in promoting my work. So um, they're great to do that and send that out. And also they promote my workshops as well. And so, how, how long, Jan, do you have your show on for? What do you think is a good um, length of time? Th- it's three weeks. Yeah. That's, that's plenty. And with the incinerator, they close Monday and Tuesdays. So it's open from Wednesdays to the Sundays. Um, so that's right across the board there, and it, it's um, it's a good amount of time. And what about opening nights? When have you and you've obviously yeah. had quite a few shows? So what do you do? You think um, in these changing times that we're going to have to um, think around? You know, do you think opening nights are as successful as they used to be? Or I mean, I, I any excuse for a party as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> let, let's not get rid of them, uh, but. I know. And it's a celebration from it's a celebration of um, you for for you, not just for your your guests. And and, um, I've I've always had an opening um, night, and it's just for two hours. But um, I've been fortunate to have some uh, great speakers that that uh, know me and will come and and open officially open the show and talk about my work. Yeah. and that's another perspective on it again. So yeah. I've been fortunate there. So, yeah, fantastic. Um, and um, do yeah. you offer other things? Do you do workshops or artist talks in your show? Yeah, artist talks, workshops. Um, like I've just recently, before all the lockdown, did a workshop in Canberra um, to the Art Society there. And I suggested to them that, you know, if this exhibition goes ahead, if they'd like to come up, a group of them, you know, yeah. come on up. I'll do a an artist talk for them. Put on some morning tea, and it's it's Brilliant. always to get people, you know, to get your name and yeah. Your, and do you find it it helps um, because your style of work is abstract? Then yes. do you think it helps um, people to not have your work explained, but maybe do you think people like to hear the story and they, they make more of a connection with your work if you explain, not explain it, but if you... Um, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, yes, if you can... I always think with abstract art, a lot of people might feel a little bit confronted with it because yeah. they don't understand it. Yeah. So to have someone just say look this is the story behind it yeah and i think have the artist explain that there's that connection definitely so you know if they build a rapport with you as well it makes it it's even more special because there's you know like that three-way connection absolutely absolutely fabulous uh what was the other thing i was going to oh yes so um what about art prizes what do you have you entered many art prizes um Look, I heard this great saying, and I can't remember what artist said. If you, because everyone tends to, you know, ask you, do you go into prizes? And I can't remember who it was, but they said, if you don't expect to win, don't go in it. And I just laughed and laughed because I thought that was surprising. <laughs> I wish I could remember who said it. It was uh, a, a well known artist. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the name escapes me. But. Look, I've always been a little bit um, careful where I put my work because I I want my work to shine and yes. I want it in a good standard where you have to raise the bar a little bit. Yeah. And I've never wanted to be thrown in the mix with a thousand others. No. You know, that sounds a bit maybe... 
saying no, I don't no, know. No, not at all. I think um, it's a good, good um, idea. Good. It's like I always say, you know, if you're going to go and see an exhibition, make sure it's a damn good exhibition. So yes. you really makes you think and you just don't walk out and go, oh, ho-hum sort of thing. Yeah. You want to leave there feeling quite, you know, energised and, and stimulated. Yeah. Uh, and also, too, with the art prizes, they, you know, it can work out quite expensive, $50 here, $25 here, and all of a sudden, you know, you think, ooh. So, um, yeah, there's the odd one I've, I've been in, but it's not something I pursue heavily. Sure. And um, uh, you recently um, got a commendation in an art prize, though, I believe. Yes, I did. Yes, after my, me saying I, I choose very carefully. Well, you did choose very carefully <laughs> because well. you, you did well, exactly. So wise words. That's right. That's right. The other thing I'm working on, well, I'm not. Um, my husband is because he's in marketing. A new website just... Um, uh, making a, a little bit more modern, a little bit in, well, I shouldn't say in these times because that's not the best time at the moment. No. Yeah, ju just well, um, you know, a little bit of an uplift. Uh, well, that's a, so I would, that leads beautifully into my next question, which was what, what do you think could help um, an emerging artist? So do you think a good website is essential? Look, I think so, and it doesn't have to be, you know, flash or a very expensive one, but just one that's easily to get around yeah, the site. definitely. Not overloaded. Um, one so, of the things that loses me is, you know, 10 pages of, of dialogue that at the end of it I don't really understand what no. the artist was trying to say or, or any website to yeah. that matter. So short and sweet and to the point and eye-catching and yes. so I leave that to the expert <laughs> absolutely absolutely no I think a, um, a strong uh, website is um, is very useful because I think a lot of people need um, b buying art is often um, not uh, is a new experience for lots of people to buy original art so That's I think right. if you're sort of upgrading from um, having prints or you know perhaps just you know IKEA pictures or whatever, if you're then going into collecting um, original art, then I think it helps people if they um, can understand a little bit more about what they're buying. That's right, and you know I I have sold work through my website. I don't actually sell online because. A lot of my paintings, um, as you know, have many layers. Yes. And it's very difficult to to photograph them to their, you know... Potential, their yeah. Potential, yeah. Um, and it, it's very expensive. Well, until they come up with so, smelly vision, Jan, because I... Because smelly you, vision. Smelly vision. <laughs> well, because you paint in oil, I uh, whenever, yeah. whenever I've seen your work, to me, it's as much smelly. about... <laughs> No, not smelly. Good smelly. Good smelly. It's as much about the um, all the senses for yes. me. Um, you know, your your colours are so rich and lush, and um, I think it's all part of it. You know, an oil painting. Um, I feel you know it is. You know, I've I've often described your work as lickable, which could be a bit <laughs> because it does. It looks yummy. It looks so yummy. You could lick it. So I think you I need. Sell so much after this. 
You need some multi-senses, multi-multi-senses. So um, finally, I'd like to ask you about um, how do you curate your shows, Jan? What would be your advice to Julie and I? So this season we're interviewing artists and and we're trying to find curators and gallery owners and people within the industry. So we're trying to further our careers and... Um, so we're basically asking all you people out there that we know have been there and done it, um, what we can do. Um, so how would you give Julie and I advice on curating? Because that's something I struggle with. Okay. How well, do you the, pick? The first piece of advice I would say is don't overhang. Yeah. Don't overhang. It's less is so much better. Yeah. And I usually do a few extra pieces for an exhibition um, because sometimes, you know, I've got this vision in my mind because I know the incinerator, how I'm going to hang it and what I want to do. And I get in there and that piece that I want as the the centrepiece doesn't actually work where I thought it would. Yeah, yeah. So you need to be flexible and, um, and I think have a... Uh, a fellow artist too who yeah. sort of knows what they're doing because you work so closely with your work yeah you can lose sight a little bit at the end you know you want them to to hang so beautifully and all have a conversation with one another so um it, it's great if you've got someone to say i wouldn't put that there and they change things and you think oh my goodness that looks I would never have thought of that. Yes, yes. Um, so second opinion. Point. Second opinion is always second useful. Second opinion. Yeah. Um, and definitely, you know, less is better. Sure. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Good advice. Less is more. Yes. <laughs> less is more. Well, thank you so much, Jan. And um, Julie didn't go very quiet there because I'd um, just, you know, pushed her out the door. Unfortunately, <laughs> technic- we had a bit of a technical hitch in these times because normally Julie and I are together um, recording these podcasts. But at the moment, because of social distancing, we're trying to do the right thing. And we were trying to record it from two locations, but it didn't quite go to plan. But thank you so much, Jan, for your patience. And so. Pleasure. Sorry you only ended up with me and not no, Julie, right. but um, that's, I know. So we will we'll work on that uh, technical hitch. We'll get back to the te- technical department, i.e. my 16-year-old son, and we hope to be able to improve on that. So have you got any um, parting advice for um, two up-and-coming artists, Jan? What would you, what would you say would be... If you could wind back the clock when you were having your one of your... Um, so we're trying to get a show in the city. So um, we're trying to cross the bridge. Yes. Um, so, yeah, if you could give us a few little pearls of wisdom, what would you say? Don't do it. <laughs> no, no, I think, it's, I think it's really, really good to get out of your comfort zone, of yep. your own turf. And, you know, even though Willoughby isn't that far away, as, uh, as you know. Yeah, but it's it still, still, yeah. brings people that that don't know me yeah. and discover me. It's a whole new um, clientele for one of a, a yeah. word. Yeah. And I, I think you should pursue that. And, you know, you will get there. It's just a matter of being persistent, believing in yourself yeah. and putting in the hard yards. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing that makes it all worthwhile and makes it really acceptable. Definitely. 
So that's that's lucky because we're a little old workhorses, Julie and I. So I think we'll <laughs> I, I think we'll be all right. You're two great oh. artists, and I love you, your uh, podcast. And I feel thank very you. privileged to be oh. invited to speak. So well, thank you. Well, thank you, Jan. I you know I've often sought advice from you, and um, your wisdom has always been gratefully received. And very disappointed that you haven't got your farty shoes on today to... <laughs> we might have to explain that one. We might have to explain that. Thank you. Yes, yes, sorry, I just had to be... I, I can cut that bit out, don't worry. Okay, Jan, had, Jan and I were hanging a show once and she had these fabulous uh, Birkenstock sandals on that made this farty noise as she walked. So she was having to explain to everyone that it was the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and your son was much younger and he was, he was tiny and thought it was fabulous he so, did he's uh, uh, it's always where's jan and the farty shoes <laughs> well on that note <laughs> on that note i will let you get on with your day and um thank you so much thanks Bea. thank thanks, you Julie. thank you. you see bye please don't forget to rate and review and share this podcast it helps my mom and her friend fiona get more listeners thank you